your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everyone. Welcome into The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Stephanie. And this is Heidi, and we are here for, what is it, Steph? A- it is a Taconite Tuesday. Taconite Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And Because that will make total sense here in a second. Yep, absolutely. But remember that, Taconite Tuesday. It's probably the only time we'll have a Taconite Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? So we had a little hiatus. We were off last week, which actually was... Amazing, but I still felt like I should have been here. We were talking about this before the show, and I was like, I felt like I was playing hooky. <laughs> but it was good. I, You know, we just, we can't do everything, and sometimes schedules mesh, and it doesn't happen very often at our show time, but it did last week. So um, Sarge played a fabulous uh, old episode where we had Nick Redford on, so I'm sure everybody enjoyed that anyhow. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but we're back live this week, so... How the heck are you? Good. Yeah, it was it was weird having a night off last week, but it was good. I had a project that I was working on. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had to be on a Zoom call for it. So um, it was good to have uh, the opportunity to do that, but it was weird to not do the show because we rarely yeah. take a break, like no, we were saying before. never, so. never. And when one of us do, the other one carries on. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And now that Kristen has joined us more, so we don't usually drag her into the loop too, you know? Um so, yeah, it was different. I did feel like I was playing hooky for sure, and I missed it. Honestly, you know, it was great to have a night, a week off, but, yeah, it, I missed it. I miss seeing all the peeps in our chat room, all of our fantastic listeners. I mean, you know, we just have such fun with everyone. Yes. So what have you been working on since the last time we had the show? It's been a couple weeks now. Oh, I know. You know, I have just been so busy around the house. I haven't really done much paranormal things or even Bigfoot things, you know, because it's hunting season now, so we can't be out in the woods. Um, So that's kind of out the window for a few weeks. And I have, you know, all my trees in my yard. You've always said it's like a Sasquatch haven here. And so (laughs) I have leaves up the wazuki, you know, And, and so I've been trying to rake those up. Oh my gosh, what a chore. My whole backyard is still to be done. Front yard's done. But yeah, so 
been doing a lot of house stuff, doing a lot of stuff, you know, here and with the family. And, you know, it's been kind of fun catching up with everybody, honestly. You know, it was, it's been, there's been a lot of birthdays. It was my nephew's birthday uh, on Sunday and we had the family dinner and, and party and stuff for him. So, yeah, a lot of get togethers and more get togethers this weekend. And then there's Thanksgiving and wow, it's kind of crazy right now, actually. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've just, uh, work has been crazy and the paranormal stuff has been wild. I've been getting yeah. some emails of things that I, we're going to go do another clearing tomorrow night and mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, there's things, it's really seemed like it's ramped up with the mm-hmm. kind of calls that we're getting right now with, um, you know, people being affected in a negative way, uh, things moving visually, you can see items moving, caught on camera, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so there's a couple of serious situations that we're going to have to take care of soon. And so one of them we're going to work on tomorrow night um, here in the Twin Cities. And then the other one is going to be hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be a couple hours out. But um, it's just it's stuff that's like, wow, that is not good that that's yeah. happening. So and it's complex the reasons i mean some of it is you know one of them has multiple entities one is feels like an attachment to someone and the other is um at the location and i don't know it's just mm-hmm. yeah it's been mm-hmm. wild so yeah it, you know and it's just all over kind of you know we hear that too and i know jerry's been fielding um a lot of calls with sim you know i know he's had a lot of calls too um so yeah but it this is just a strange year. And we've been saying this for the last couple of years. It's just kind of strange. There's a lot of strange things happening, you know. And this week we have, you know, the full moon happens on Thursday night as well as a lunar eclipse. And so, wow, lots of stuff, lots of lots of energy happening, you know. So it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see. But but yeah, and of course, like I said, it's at that time of year now where everybody's getting together for positively everything, you know, and so it's like nonstop, which is fun. It's fun because for how long did we not get together, you know? So, um, but <laughs> yeah, it's crazy for sure, you know? So I was looking at the chat room and so I'm reading here. Sorry, there's a lot going on in the chat room already. And uh, Sherry was just mentioning that she saw an owl, um, was it today or last night? I know she said, now I'm, uh, I can't find where she originally posted because everybody's saying hello, but uh, she said that, oh, she, uh, here it is. She saw an owl this week and she was mm-hmm. about 15 feet from it, which mm-hmm. is cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I love it when you can see them up close like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember there's that one that we saw when we were doing that investigation earlier this year and it was in the tree right above us never moved just sat and watched us walk by on the path and it was like oh my gosh that's so cool i did hear one last night when i was out with the dogs i heard it pretty close and i thought "Uh uh-oh yeah better keep the dogs close because they're they could easily be picked up by your dogs are small yeah for sure yeah no i know mom and papa are are back i hear them a lot in the mornings when they're you know like at at the dawn you know because that's when they hunt but they're always over in the trees and you know what's interesting and i say this a lot but it's almost like when I'm having a hard time with something or I just feel kind of sad or whatever. And I go outside and then I hear them. It's like, I feel like, you know, I'm so connected with those two. I just feel like mama knows this. And then she starts hooting, you know, and then Papa will hoot in every once in a while. And then, and then they're done. It's like to say, it's going to be all right. stuff. 
you know, you're going to be cool. You know, I just love that. I, I did see one of the Eagles too last week. So that was fun flying over the river. You know, they kind of, they kind of, Owls and eagles are both the same, you know, and they have the young they, and they move out. They follow with the young to teach them how to hunt and how to live and all this stuff. But then they come back like in the fall. And so mm-hmm. all the big raptors are starting to come back now. And, and the owls here have been back for, I think I heard them about a month ago for the first time. And I was so excited. I ran out and I, I wanted to run down the street and look, but I had Melly and she wouldn't go. You know, Melly's my little toughie. She doesn't, if she doesn't want to go, you're not going. <laughs> But, um, yes, I love, I love my owls for sure. Yeah. We, uh, the eagle, you mentioned the eagle. I, we have a river mm-hmm. here in our, uh, that goes through our property and the, uh, eagles fly over the river, you know, mm-hmm. looking for fish and things. And mm-hmm. so they're always in our backyard flying and it's so, Isn't that awesome? it's so cool to see, but then it's a little unnerving if I'm out with the dogs. It's like, Watch oh. out for the do- yeah, I don't yeah. think they'll bother the dogs with you with them. But I don't I think never- so, but would never put the dogs out alone for sure. No, I'm you know? still watching them because you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. And really, if I mean you, when I go to the city for work, right? Mm-hmm. I sound like I live a million miles I know. away. But I there's lots of squirrels. There's lots of small rodents and stuff. We don't have anything like that out here. If That's it can't stay either. underground, it is dead because there are no squirrels. There's no little you know like rabbits. Nothing out here. Um, because there's so many eagles and all, well, any kind of predator that would eat rodents, mm-hmm. um, with the hawks and fox and yep. coyotes and everything. Yep. It's just, it's yeah. So I'm, I'm always watching my dogs because I think there's so many things that could take them away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they're so small. They're so yeah. small. You have to be really careful. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. So they're all starting to say hello so just like the humans the birds are gathering too which is awesome you know or the raptors um so tonight i suddenly realized last week when i was thinking about the show that the edmund fitzgerald went down 46 years ago a week from tomorrow so it was on november 10th and i know we've kind of touched on the edmund fitzgerald on our show before but we've never really deep dived into it you know and we talk about how what put it down to the you know murky bottom of lake superior and and the fact is we don't really know a lot you know um it's a fascinating mystery and there's some new stuff out on the internet just within the last couple of weeks uh there was a guy who's kind of a history buff and he did a whole little 30 minute uh, video where he talked to one of the family members of one of the crew and he kind of spilled some beans on a lot of things. Um, I will put the link out here. So if anybody wants to go in and watch it after the show, you should, cause it's fun. It's, it's a good, it's a good interview. It's a good, a good little, um, a good little video, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this ship could have went down, you know, but who knows? knows right so i thought maybe we should talk about the ship itself first of all because there are some crazy things about this ship first of all uh the edmund fitzgerald was built in 1958 i believe uh biggest ship of the line 729 feet from end to end so more than two football fields um architecturally, structurally, 
they called it a tender, and I put tender in quotes, boat, be, boat because it didn't have enough bulkheads. I guess normally a normal cargo ship like that would have five bulkheads. Now, a bulkhead is like I would call it a wall between different areas of the cargo hold. So there's, on a normal ship, five cargo holds. But on the Edmund Fitzgerald, there were only three. So the ship is much longer, and there are only three cargo holds, right? It was, instead of the iron being riveted together, it was welded together. So structurally, you know, it was kind of not a very sound ship when you think about it, because it, it had all these irregularities from the other ships. And the fact that it was so long, right? It was like the longest they could do so that it could go through those the Sault Ste. Marie um, lift, you know, to the other Great Lakes. What do they call that? Mm-hmm. I can't, the lock. Right. I mean, let's think about this. Now, I don't think I ever saw the Edmund Fitzgerald, but 738 feet long. Wow. You know, when you think about it. There's similarities between that and the Titanic, right? The Titanic was the biggest ship. They said it was the best ship. It was unsinkable. And it sank, you know? And here's and here's the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's kind of like the, the Titanic of the Great Lakes. And do you know they had passengers on there, too? Because this ship was outfitted, and it was tricked out in, like, porcelain tiles from J.B. Hudson, and they had passengers from the high up of the insurance company built it. Um, and it was named after the head of the insurance company, actually, who owned this boat. Um, craziness, craziness. They said it was a beautiful boat. They said, um, I mean, it was just like the party boat is what they described it as, you know. I guess I wouldn't have thought about that for that right? kind of boat. I know. I didn't know that it carried passengers. Yeah. It wasn't when it sank, I believe, correct? No, no, no. Right. And I, I'm not sure that they did it all the time. I kind of wonder, and I, and I didn't, you know, I only had a limited amount of time to look at things but i often wonder if it's like it was like the big shots of the shipping company or the big shots of the insurance company that owned this and built this boat um i don't know but there are several pictures that i saw of of like dinner parties with these people that were just decked out and and you know fine clothes and had china and it was looked like the titanic kind of you know what i mean on an iron boat on lake superior who knew you know yeah, we can really whoop it up here in Minnesota. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Party on our iron ore boat. I know. You know what's interesting, though? I did find that the day they launched it, someone there was someone in the crowd that had a heart attack and died because they were so amazed by this boat. So if that's not bad luck right there, I don't know what is, you know? Um it, it had it made all the records, you know, for the hauling of, of the taconite, you know, the iron ore pellets that it hauled from all different ports, mainly in Minnesota to Detroit and Cleveland and Ohio every year. You know, that captain made tons of money because he always brought it in. And this, the fatal cruise, happened in November when, you know, the mariners knew that you shouldn't be out on Lake Superior after like November 1st, right? It's tough. It's Lake Superior is a crazy lake. And um, when they left, the other interesting thing is apparently there's two different, um, in the summertime, they have a different uh, weight line than in the wintertime, right? So 
it's three feet. There's three feet difference. And after November 1st, the, it's supposed to be three feet. So they can't have that much more weight in it is what I'm saying, you know. So but, they have to sit three feet higher in the water is what you're yes, saying? Yes, for the air okay. so that there's more. It's not so it's out of the water. The water. I say. Right, because of the waves. And, and it's and it's um, sounding like a nut here. But, you know, yeah. So it so but they petitioned the Coast Guard this time because it was going to be the last trip of the year. They really wanted to get this this shipped out. They asked to please do the summertime wait, and the Coast Guard said, okay, they bent and let them do it. So they were three feet deeper in the water than they should have been. Um, went out a couple of hours after they got out or that afternoon. They said the co- you know, the weather turned horrible. There was gale force winds, hurricane winds. Um, and there was another boat, uh, the Arthur Anderson, that kind of met up with with Edmund Fitzgerald and so they kind of paralleled each other but they were still like 10 or 20 miles apart you know what I mean but they kept in touch with each other and and the next day the weather became just violent and and the waves were 30 feet high you know and the Edmund Fitzgerald was swamped and she tried to get around these islands that are called the Caribou Island Shoals you know it's it's a it's like an underwater uh, kind of like a, a bridge, you know, and, and they knew it was there. Lots of rocks, lots, lots of good places to crash those ships. Um, she tried to steer herself around them, but she couldn't do it. The hurricane winds, the 30 foot waves, just she had was water coming in and she and the captain radioed the captain of the uh, of the other of the Arthur Anderson and said, you know, we got water coming in you know, we don't know what to do. And he said, well, you need to, you know, cause she, she was in a different spot cause she was trying to wave, you know, ride out the storm and they kept in contact. And then the last they heard from the captain, the Edna Fitzgerald was, we're okay. We're going to make it. We're holding our own. Two seconds later, they went off the radar. They never heard from him again. They sunk right to the bottom of the lake. And, you know, hurricane, like I said, hurricane force winds, they said they were 70 miles an hour and these waves were 30 feet, more than 30 feet high. The captain of the um, Arthur Anderson said that he had been hit by the sister waves, right? One, it's a one, two, three killer punch, which is what happened to the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, they, some people say, that she ran into this shoal by these islands and, and, you know, she, she leaked from underneath. Other people are saying that the hat, they, they took on water from the hatches because the water was just, you know, she was three feet lower than she should have been at that time. So, mm. I mean, it's quite fascinating when you think about it. So all these things happened, but definitely we know that there is, there were these sister waves, which are the killer waves, one, two, three punch. You know, and, and people say that's the angry, angry spirit of the lake taking people. I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting, don't you think? Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it's inter- It's sad, you know, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at the, there's a list, on, I'm looking at Wikipedia for a second, just a list of some of the more notable, uh, you know, boats that have sunk, you know, on the, Miss, on the not Mississippi, on the Lake Superior, and you know, I don't know, like you talk about the 
the lake being angry and taking, Mm -hmm. you know, these men. And it's like, well, I don't know if the lake was angry, you Mm -hmm. know, that I guess I wouldn't put that. I mean, I do believe there's a spirit of the lake, Mm -hmm. but, you know, is it anger or is there like on a, on a flip side? And I'm not saying this either, but Mm -hmm. I thought about this today as I was getting ready for the show is what if there's some kind of need Mm -hmm. that the lake has Mm -hmm. that it needs to, it, because we take so much from the lake. Yes. I wonder if the lake has to take back in some way. And I'm not saying that this is exactly what's happening. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong or anything. I'm just, I was thinking about it. And I thought, I wonder mm-hmm. if there's just a fair trade, you know, that there's a balance, energetic balance or something that yeah. the energy of the lake is is looking for uh, reciprocation, you know, for as much as humans take from the lake mm-hmm. and have for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. and not always respectfully, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. respectfully. And a lot of times I'm guessing not. So, you know, you wonder if there's um, yeah. some reason behind it that is that, you know, that the lake is like, Hey, it's just what we do. You do it. We do it. Or I do it, whatever, whatever the lake is, you know, it's like, whatever yeah. you do, I do. And it's, it's just balance. Yeah. So, don't you wonder I don't that? Know. I was thinking about it. I thought that was kind of, it was a different, I don't know if it was a different perspective. It's just something that popped into my head. I don't know if it's out there anywhere else, maybe, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, and, and Lake Superior has, oh, thousands of shipwrecks, you know, that date way back to when, you know, be, you know, here's the thing. The, the First Nations people, have always talked about the spirit of Gitchigumi, right? And they would never venture out on that lake without offering tobacco and prayers and asking for safe passage. So they knew that this was happening. And then uh, when ships started sailing, of course, they never did. And they say that there are 10,000 people at the bottom of Lake Superior in the last hundreds of years, whenever, you know, we started sailing that lake. 10,000 and so the 29 souls on the Edmund Fitzgerald, that was, I think, the biggest, the most amount of people that died at one time and the biggest boat. But it was just one in a long line of boats that mm-hmm. have sunk out there, you know, and it's like, what are we going to learn? Kind of, you know what I mean? And another thing is, is, OK, so, you know, you know that the lake is dangerous. It's November why would you load up a tender boat, overfill it in this month, you know, money. and then expect, right? Money. It is money. It's greed. It's greed. It's greed. It's greed. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is, you know, and this there's only part, one, a couple of reasons you'd take a risk like that, I would right. imagine. And I would expect money would be the biggest one. Yes. Yes. And that's the whole thing right there. And, you know, they said that the ship, the Edmund Fitzgerald also... Um, it had expansion joints, right? Because it was didn't have enough bulkheads. So it could expand width-wise. It could expand this way, but it still wasn't enough. It still broke right in half. And they don't know. They're still... So at the bottom of Lake Superior, she's in 530 feet of water. Um, the bow is right side up. They say that it looks like it just sunk people who have been there like within the last 10 years or so say you would never know this ship has been down there for you know 35 years I guess at that time um, the stern 
is flipped over upside down in the sand because it broke in half a little ways away. And of course, there's, you know, iron ore everywhere down there. But isn't that interesting that flipped, you know? And how did that happen? They think it took such a bad nosedive that it's, who knows? Well, they don't know. There's a lot of theories. Right. But they do know that it was these rogue waves that took it down. It was already having a problem. And then because the the winds were gale force winds, it was crazy, you know, and then the three sisters came. You know, and this this captain of the Arthur Anderson said that he, you know, radioed and told the captain of the Edmund Fitzgerald that this was happening, you know, that they had had them already, you know, that they were coming towards the Edmund Fitzgerald. But, I mean, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do, you know, except try to hang on, you know. Yeah, you know, interesting comment in the chat room. Sherry said, what do you what about an insurance claim? Did they plan to sink it? And then Mike jumped in right away and said, no ship owner wants to lose a whole crew even for money. No. And, no. but it was an no. interesting thought that, you know, and what if, what if? I, I would go what with if? what Mike said too, but you never know what kind of, you there don't. could be, you know, if it was, let's say there was a planned sinking, because, yeah. you know, a ship like that that is built, what you said, um, welded, not riveted, mm-hmm. right, is one of the things mm-hmm. that you looked up and yeah. it was too heavy for the season and, and so a lot of risks were taken in hopes maybe that, it, you know, because of money. But what if there was a different reason that because there's so much mystery around it and there hasn't been a lot of research into looking at it, it sounds like, as it's been on the floor of the of the lake. So I wonder if there is something else that might be going on. And it was covered up because, you know, well, people don't want it to be known. You know, this this gentleman that, that this captain that this guy interviewed that was the nephew of one of the guys on the boat that died, of course, um, he said that, you know, back in the day, you know, nobody can dive, nobody can go near the Edmund Fitzgerald now. And they say it's because it's a graveyard. But he said, look at the Titanic. People can go there. That's a right. graveyard. There's a lot of ships that people go to all the time. And he said he is convinced that they would be liable because he's convinced, you know, he thinks that the captain, and through no fault of his, you know, the storm blew him around and got on this shoal, this underwater reef, and, and totally, you know, the whole bottom of the boat opened up, and that's one of the reasons why they sunk. And they don't want anybody down there because they don't want the truth out because they'd have to pay tons of money, right? Because there would be lots of lawsuits then, you know, if that's the case. And that's why they don't want people looking into it. Who knows? I don't know. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. talking about what they said. But it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? They don't want to mm-hmm. know. So they designate it as, as you, nobody can go down there ever unless they have right. permission, you know? Which that doesn't. But I, I mean, it's a graveyard, yeah. And it's only for it's 40 years old ish, 40, 40, 40 years old. So it's, 46. Um, but it's cold. Yeah. So the bodies are still there, yeah. right? They've seen Where the yeah. Titanic, they were not. Yeah. By the time people found it, got down there and started investigating, there were no bodies. Well, right? Right? and the other thing is, is because it's a freshwater lake and it is so cold there the bodies don't there's not bacteria that grows so the bodies don't get bloated and float to the surface like they do in the ocean in the lakes in lake superior 
they don't have those bacteria, so those bodies sink to the bottom. And um, they have found a couple of the body people that have been down there have found one that was actually outside of the boat. And it was, this body was in a life jacket, and they said it looked, I mean, it looked like one of us down there. Right. You know, well, dead. But- and then, because my it's point, so cool. But my point then is it technically would be a graveyard yes. because there's still bodies really? there. With a Titanic, there isn't. Mm-hmm. No. So then yeah. it wouldn't be deemed a graveyard if there's no bodies. Even though, right. yes, people died there. True. Lots of people died there. True. So I guess True. I can see their, their, if that's why their point. But I don't know. Also, there's a couple of interesting comments I want to make uh, that are in the chat room. Just mm-hmm. before we go to commercial break here, um, Mike said I would believe risks were taken and mistakes made in choices. Most big disasters are usually a cascade of multiple mm-hmm. small mistakes that nobody thought would happen all at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, so we're kind of going into some, some, uh, you know, ideas that there was something nefarious going on yeah. or, you know, criminal. And, uh, Karen said, you know, that that's, we give a lot of credit to crooks and sometimes, uh, it's usually just a bunch of mistakes Mm-hmm. You know, that we think, oh, it's something criminal, but it maybe wasn't. Maybe it was just like, you know, Mike is saying, a bunch of mistakes that nobody thought would pile up and make one big disaster. You know, you think of, well, we'll just stay a little heavier than normal. Well, we'll just mm-hmm. do this. Well, we'll just do that. Mm-hmm. The waves, hopefully we won't get hit by sister waves. Well, you know, and then here you go. So, bang, bang, boom. Yep. End of, end of story. I mean, it's it's intriguing and interesting and we'll never know right we'll never really know what happened but um someday maybe maybe i don't know but right now i mean it's been 46 years right and we're still like okay you know there's look at how long it took for the titanic too i know although granted we couldn't find it for a long time but right um, jerry actually posted some photos he did uh found a link to some underwater photos of the of the ship well and and other photos of it that are pretty interesting so thanks for putting those in the chat room so you know what we've already went through half the show so before we get any later we'll come back and talk more about this um but this is the gathering radio show on the para x radio network Geek ladies Sean and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Network.com.
working at home, at work, or anywhere. Thanks for making Parax part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal, Parax. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Parax Radio Network. And we're talking about the the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald in the uh, in Lake Superior. We're talking about, uh, because we're very close to the anniversary tonight here on our show, it was last week on Wednesday, and we've got some interesting theories on why, how, all sorts of good stuff has been coming up in our chat room here. And uh, actually, one of the things that was posted while we were on commercial break is a photo that a scuba diving group took I don't even know when it was. I forgot to look at the date. So it was, uh, let's see here. It was, I don't know. It doesn't say in the, but there's a ghost that yeah. this group took. I don't know if it's a ghost. I mean, I don't know. What it. What is it? It's a weird it's looking. I or not. I did see that too when I was researching. Right. Is it, a, I mean, is it I, Photoshopped? Is it what? I don't know. But I, it's yeah. creepy looking no matter I, what. I, you know, they did find there was a crew that went down on one of the submarine, submersible submarines uh, a few years back. And I can't, I couldn't. I'll have to go and see if I can find it. But they said that they saw a man in the in the where that ghost is. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that's them. But it was up in the stern. It was up in the stern. It was up in the where the captain would be. And they said that they had been to a funeral like the day before or two days before or whatever. And this person that they saw in there looked just like person that was in the casket with you i mean that you know different but the same like it was just yesterday that this guy died a guide you know so you know creepy right so mm. don't you wonder if all 29 guys are i'm guessing they are right there somewhere you know um and there's been other shipwrecks in lake superior where they have found where they have found uh, bodies that look they say they're really white because something leeches kind of the color out of the skin and they call them wax figures but they still have all the flesh on them the hair everything hair the clothes the whole nine yards it looks there's a photo on there of a shipwreck uh and they call it the goat the the white man or something and they actually show a picture they kind of show it from the back you know because they out of respect they didn't want to take a picture full on and yeah you could see like hands that were on the wheel and and stuff so and i've been down there for like since 1920-ish, you know? Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. So, yeah, so all these all these souls passed away on this big, enormous party boat, you know? Um, and back in the, back in, I think it was back in the 90s, they actually got down there and they brought up some things from the Edmund Fitzgerald. One of the things they brought up was the bell with that says Edmund Fitzgerald on it and they had several family members on board the ship that recovered this and they said when the bell came out of the water and they got it up on deck suddenly it moved and it rang and like it was haunted like it was saying okay here we are you know just like all by itself nobody did it it just you know isn't that interesting you know Mm -hmm. yeah you know I'm looking at I'm looking at this list of some of these these uh, shipwrecks, and there's quite a few on November 10th. I'm just going to say that because yeah. looking at this list, I'm like, you know, I don't know that I'd be driving anything on that 
lake on November 10th. The gales are uh, not sure. Literally November 10th. Lots of shipwrecks in November in general, but November 9th and 10th, mm-hmm, I'd be off that lake if I was anybody well, captaining boats. I just think it's probably not a good time to be out there at all, especially... No, when... but November 10th looks a little jinxed. I know, I know. No kidding. Yeah, I wouldn't ski out there. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if it's well, no, because some of these were before. I was going to say, I wonder if it's because of the Edmund Fitzgerald, if that. But no, these some of these were before that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the cool thing about the bell is they took the bell, but in its place they put another bell that was looked identical, except that it had the names of each member of that crew, and they brought it back down to the Edmund Fitzgerald. So all their names so it's kind of like a grave marker kind of sort of right so it's the it's the bell with all their names on it i thought that was cool and mm-hmm. this bell that actually came from the Edmund fitzgerald um is in the there's a marine maritime museum up in whitefish bay um and they've shined it all up and that's where it is now but yeah interesting stuff right but and they say that there's a lot of the people that have dived there have said that that's very you know they feel like it's, you know, they feel like it's haunted and they feel like it's, you know, creepy. And well, of course, you know, well, with all the shipwrecks and all the death there, I could, I mean, think of any, when you're paranormal investigating anything and you know that there's been some kind of tragedy, you can feel that imprint on the mm-hmm. location. So why would you not feel it there exactly. as well? It would, exactly. You would have to. It wouldn't be any different. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd want to be scuba diving in the lake anyway. I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of water like mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. I've snorkeled and things like that. But scuba diving, I don't know that I would do that because I would feel like I couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I would, you know, I don't. Panic. So, yeah, I would probably mm-hmm. feel trapped. And I don't think I would like that feeling if I felt like I was being surrounded mm-hmm. by a bunch of you know, spirits that were also feeling trapped and panicked and whatever that they were feeling when this happened. Mm-hmm. So at the time of their, their accident. So I don't know. I don't know that these people are brave to go even just scuba dive around. In- yeah. And I read the report. So there were some scuba divers that actually got permission to go and they were really scrutinized by the families because they didn't want them to go, you know, but they went. How'd they uh, get permission then? I don't know if they got it from the the Canadian because it's in she's sunk in Canadian waters, so I can't. I don't know if they got it. I can't remember if it was from the Canadian government or who gave the permission for these guys to go down there. But they were ex-military, so they were like ex-Navy people. They had been on a thousand expeditions with the Navy, um, you know, and they promised they wouldn't share any of the video footage or anything with anybody. It would just stay among them, and you know, if the families wanted to see it, they could too. And but he said that. You know, it's 530 feet down, and it is so cold down there that they could only spend 15 minutes on the bottom exploring the ship before they had to start going up because it took them three hours to come back up because you have to go so slow because that water is so cold, and it's, you know, it's so... Not air pressure, but the water pressure. Yep. Isn't that part of the reason? Yep, yep. And it's so dark. That's the other thing. He said, it's so dark down there. It's like being in a cave, right? Like, that's what I would imagine it. But there was, you know, like in an ocean, they have all these, 
things that would eat out, you know, like they say the Titanic is slowly fading away because it's being eaten up, basically. By, but in Lake Superior, they don't have any of that stuff, right? Because it's so cold and it's a freshwater lake. So these, it's perfectly preserved, you know, just like the bodies, you know. And, you know, we hear often about how a body will be found, you know, in Lake Superior that looks like it died yesterday and it's probably a couple centuries year old, you know, old, you know. So, wow, crazy. I just think it's so fascinating. It's just so fascinating. And, you know, our friend Wendy Webb talks about this in her books. You know, she really does. Daughters of the Lake was built on that premise, right? That the body they found had died a century ago, you know? And then they found out the story, you know? Um, So, I don't know, you know? But that's Spirit of the Lake. You know, you just wonder... What is going on? I mean, Superior does have a different feel. I've been to all of the Great Lakes, and Superior is just eerie. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The scenery is second to none, but it does have that strange, otherworldly feeling that the other that the other lakes don't. And I know when Gordon Lightfoot says um, she never gives up her dad, well, she doesn't, right? She keeps them down on the bottom, and that's where they stay forever, unless somehow they're, you know, somehow moved off the bottom. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it's, um, it is a very mysterious lake, I'm guessing partly because it's huge and deep, so. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you guys are having static. I'm seeing the chat room. There's everybody saying that they're hearing static. I'm not yeah, sure what's going on because we can't hear it. <clears throat> no, I don't hear it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll clear up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So anyway, beware. Don't I wouldn't go out on that lake in November. That's for sure. <laughs> well, no. I mean, frankly, I don't know that I'd be on a boat out there at all. I'm not. I'm just not the. Well, I think Lake Superior can also be a very healing lake. I think that spirit. Well, can yeah, I've be been there. Very and healing, I've, and yeah, I've swam yes. in it. I've been yep. in it. I. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I just don't want to. Yep. yep. No, I often not that think... far out. I often think it would be fun to go there, um, like on one of the um, like a, the summer solstice, and go in at dawn and and go into the water and you know just do all that stuff. I think it'd be phenomenal because I think she can be a very healing place, but I also think she's can be very wicked at the same time. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. You know, for sure, it, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> but cool stuff cool thing to talk about this time of year it's sad that it happened and i remember when it happened it was just unbelievable you know i remember it was on tv and you know all the news channels talked about it and they didn't know what happened to it it took a few days it took like four or five days for them to find it and they used some kind of sonar that wasn't it was like a newfangled thing back in the day and the navy came in and and found them and um yeah just I'll never forget it, you know, and then I remember seeing Gordon Lightfoot in a concert, like, a few years later, so it was probably right after his song came out, you know, and of course then it all opened up again, it's like, wow, can you even imagine such a thing, you know? Hmm, that's wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah, I was looking up, at, it looks like they've done three underwater expeditions, but none since 1995, 89, 94, and 95 were the three they had there were some in the early 2000s so divers went down those that oh, diving okay. crew yeah the di- yeah right 
So the diving crew that went down was in um, 2005 or something, okay. I think. Um, but I also thought there was a submarine one that just was down not too long ago because they were talking. Although that could have been in the 90s too. I guess I didn't look at the date. That was the one where they said they had just seen. They had been at the funeral the day before or whatever, and this body looked same, like same condition, mm-hmm. you know, what they had just seen at the funeral, um, which I thought was very telling, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's cool. But, yeah, be careful. careful yeah, Dave said in the chat room, she needs to be respected. Meaning she awake, does. But, you know, she does, and... I guess, you know, when you think about the risks that were taken and it wasn't, didn't pay yeah. off, you know, because yes. you have to, you do have to respect the lake mm-hmm. and, and what she's capable of. And again, well, I don't know that it's malicious. I just, when I look at the energy, I look at it as an energy exchange for how much we take. Yeah, I do too. You know, yeah. that she takes and that's just equal. Yeah. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that is how it is. I'm just wondering, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, karma. She gives her own karma. But yeah, I do think she is definitely, you know, put down some tobacco when you go to Lake Superior. That's what I'm saying. Show your respect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mm-hmm. I, we did the summer, one summer when I was like right out of high school, we did the whole circle tour of Lake Superior. And it is, she is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And if anybody hasn't done that, you should. It takes, you know, five days maybe to do it right. But it's an amazing journey, and that lake is like none other. You know, I've been to Lake Michigan. I've been to Lake Huron. I've been to Lake Ontario. None of them are like Lake Superior. She is definitely a force to be to contend with, and you need, like Dave said, show her your respect. Offer your tobacco. Offer your prayers because she needs it too, right? Mm-hmm. But she's also the deepest lake, right? So she's, I mean, the Edmund Fitzgerald is at 520 feet. That's really deep. Yeah, that's that's deep. Mm-hmm. Cold. Deep and dark. Deep and cold. Yes, absolutely. Sherry's so, asking, why did yeah. the life jacket body, I don't know. Why did the life jacket body sink? She's asking in the chat room. Next I question. I don't know. Although if it was down in the boat when it had the life jacket on and it mm-hmm. was submerged for that long i wonder if it just doesn't work anymore so if the body gets out somehow right it can't surface because the life jacket is kind of wrecked maybe i don't know i don't know how that stuff works it's a good question yeah i don't know i don't know the answer to that either but i'm guessing they were all on board right nobody's going to be not inside the vessel when there's a crazy raging storm outside you know so yeah, and then they probably, maybe when it split in half, it got out. And then maybe it was under something else and something shifted on the bottom. You know, there's a ton of iron ore, right? 26,000 tons of iron ore were in that ship, you know? So I'm guessing a lot of it spilled out. Um, but, yeah. So, cool. Hmm. cool Wild. Stuff. I think we all need to say the prayers for those 29 souls up there, you know, because... Or everybody I, that's there. Yeah, all the, you know, like I said, 10,000, they estimate 10,000 people have drowned in Lake Superior on, on ships, shipwrecks, boat wrecks, whatever. Yeah, so that's a lot, you know. Um, wow. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, it's an interesting topic, you know, and it's one of those things that it's gotten everybody in the chat room going for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of interesting Mm -hmm. ideas and questions and chatter and Mm -hmm. uh, speculation. So it definitely gets us thinking. And, you know, of course the Gordon Lightfoot song keeps it up in our, Oh yes. In our, uh, minds you know when that pops around i mean you hear it more times like nowadays uh in november you hear it a little bit more Mm -hmm. often i think but you know it keeps it every you know everybody thinks about it when you hear that song and so it keeps it kind of fresh in our minds well and i think for those of us who live in a state that you know borders those great lakes, especially like superior it's like wow it's in our backyard right so we are more aware of it i think than a lot you know people true true you know Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio. That's where that bolt went. And they, this guy that's in this video, I encourage everybody to go to this YouTube video and watch it because this captain is just amazing, you know? And he, oh, he talks about the conditions that day because he remembers them like yesterday, of course, you know? And he said all of, there were so many of his family that were on boats. He was not that particular day and he was so worried that it was his dad because his dad was also engineer on the Edmund Fitzgerald a lot. Um, and he said he was watching TV and the things scrolled across that the Edmund Fitzgerald was lost and they didn't know what happened to her. And he called his mom and said, where's dad? He, he's not on the Edmund Fitzgerald, is he? You know, and, and the first thing they said, well, she's probably hiding behind an island. I guess that's what they do, you know, to wait out storms. And he said, no, she's gone. Where's dad? <laughs> and of course, he was not on there, but it was his brother that was um, and died and passed away, you know, so... It was very interesting to hear his story and because, you know, he's been around this his whole life. He had some really cool perspectives, you know, so I encourage everybody to watch that. It's it's cool. It's interesting. And the captain of the Edmund Fitzgerald, it was his it was supposed to be his last voyage. That was his last trip. So it was his last trip. It was going to be. Yep. He was retiring. And so don't you think, wow, this is why he said, well, he was going to retire. And so he would take the risks. But what about the other 28 people, you know? Uh, craziness well you wonder too if they knew some of the things that right like did people did how many of the crew knew yep well and you know this guy said though he said you know we all worked for the shipping company so we all knew there were things that were shortcutted things that weren't right but we just let it go because if you said anything you'd lose your pension you'd get fired you'd lose your Mm. pension you'd lose your job so you just let it go and so it was commonly accepted that everybody knew about this boat, that it was didn't have enough bulkheads, it was too long, it was, you know, that it was called a tender ship, you know, and still, they still did this. So, because the other, Arthur Anderson was fine, right? And it was fully loaded, too. I don't know. I don't think that one was summer line like Edmund Fitzgerald was, but wow, isn't that crazy? Hmm. Um, so the spirit of Lake Superior, you know, they say that, um, she sings in her ice water mansion. I, she probably does, you know, it's exactly what it is up there. So tomorrow night, just to plug our sister show, The Calling, they are talking about paranormal in the beginning. I think it'll be fun because they're, I think they're going to play the first EVP ever recorded. So that'll be fun to hear. Um, and that's tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Tune into it with Jerry and Kim. And Zoe is here to be on the gathering radio this evening. 
Oh, my. So she's meowing her way back here. So anyway, but yeah, fun, fun, fun. Um, Mike is saying an older friend was on the ship a month before turning the engine. That was always gave me the willies. So he was an in, uh, some kind of mechanic or engineer at working on the ship. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm Edmund Fitzgerald. That's cool. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's fun. I don't know if anybody, if you go to Duluth, there they have that maritime museum right there by the um, by the pier. That's a good one to go to, too. I think they probably have a big thing about Edmund Fitzgerald in there, too, but not as much as the other one. Um, there's a control system engineer working for Bailey and was on the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. The showboat. So, yeah. Cool. But what a cool thing. Yeah, it's who knew? Passengers and they whined and dined and the pictures I saw were just like looking at, you know, Bunch of rich people hanging out, eating five course meals, you know, mm. on the Edmund Fitzgerald and Iron Arbor. You wouldn't think, you know, no, who would have thought? Not so, the place to hang out, I guess. <laughs> I know, <laughs> on an Iron board in the middle of Lake Superior, you know. So I don't know. Interesting. I don't. Yeah. Anyhow, so the spirit of the lake. You know, we've talked about it before. We'll. I'm sure we'll talk about it again in the future, but. Yeah, you know, the First Nations people talked about a serpent with, you know, big scales and that it was kind of like almost a shape shape shifter, right? You know, so, and of course, in, in Wendy Webb's book, this was a shape shifter that became a man who, you know, fathered the daughters of the lake, right? So they were actually the spirit of the lake's daughters, which was a fabulous book, by the way. But who knows? It could happen. It could happen. That spirit could be just about anything. So it is just a mystery and one will never know, but it sure is fun to talk about and sure is interesting to talk about. And, you know, at the anniversary of the Edmund Fitzgerald, maybe next year we'll have some new evidence or new ideas that we can talk about because apparently they come up every once in a while. They're always looking for the reasons why or how did this happen? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be interesting if they came up with a solid reason, you know, that we could find out or I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Does it matter? I guess it, maybe to the family, they might want to know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just so I just think when that kind of human life is lost, we should know why, you know, maybe they should learn from the mistakes. But like we said, greed. It was greed for the Titanic, and now it was maybe greed for this one, too. It's like, wow, you know, are people ever going to learn? Probably not, right? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I do, too. I do, too. But, yeah, so interesting stuff. If any of you listeners out there hear anything cool in the next, you know, week or so, you know, come to the chat room and let us know. Um, That would be a great future topic Mike sailing paranormal mm. I like that I almost think it would be fun to go on a boat out there where that Edmund Fitzgerald is and see what we can find oh good luck I'm not going <laughs> not in November well in November. never I'm never going <laughs> not doing it <laughs> no 
Uh, I shouldn't say never because then something will come up someday down the road and I'll want to do it. But yeah, yeah, it's a good, uh, Mike, good idea about a future topic and looking at sailing, paranormal, you know, boats, um, curses, all that thing, you know, that has to do with sailing. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Look at Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It could be fun. Yeah. I like to be out on boats. Fascinating. I love it. There's a lot of, um, the other thing I read about when I was reading about this is up at Isle Royale, you know, you've heard about that up there in the Lake Superior. I would love to go there sometime. There's a lot of shipwrecks there that people go to all the time. And the, um, they really keep a watch on them though, because there are, it's another place where there's bodies on these boats that are so well preserved. It's just, you know. So it's a place that like scuba divers go? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty far down. So you have to really know what you're doing. You have to be certified. You can't just be, you know, Steffi from Minnesota wants to go scuba diving. No, you have to be certified and you have to know what you're doing, you know, all of that. But they say it's amazing. Um, uh, Stuff. Yeah. I love the sea too. I absolutely love the sea. And I love, I love Lake Superior too, but she is definitely, she, you need to respect her. Just like you need to respect the sea. Same thing. So anyway, next week I think is thankful, will be thankful Tuesday because it's Thanksgiving week, correct? Right, right. So we'll talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and all of that cool stuff because it is that time of year now now we're getting close to the winter solstice and all of that cool stuff Steffi can be an orca I think I was an orca I will go back maybe someday I would love to (laughs) anyway thanks for joining us tonight this was so fun and uh, to the troops out there who may be listening thank you for your service and please be safe and everybody in the chat room, thanks so much for all of your comments and questions. It was awesome to see you all here tonight. Thanks to everybody, wherever you're listening, for tuning in, of course, on our terrific Tuesdays, because we love having you tune in. And Sarge, our most amazing producer, and Pair X for hosting us. Thank you both so much. We love it here, and thanks for all you do. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. See you next Stay week. Safe.